0: going man welcome to uh another episode of photography chat uh season three episode 25 and we've got uh, min woo lee with us
1: hey thanks merlin thanks for having me
0: <laughs> no problem man you <laughs> want to take a moment to uh introduce yourself to everyone
1: uh sure yeah um i my name's min um i just uh Graduated a uh, school from BCIT um, in my early 30s, and I grew up in the Lower Mainland, and do a lot of still photography in my spare time, and, and that's how I met Merlin, <laughs> online. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right, off, off the Instagrams, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it was through yeah. uh, Northern Film Collective that uh, we crossed paths there. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we saw your work uh, come through for uh, for volume one, and uh, I think we shared a bunch of your stuff too. Um, and uh, yeah. Xenia says, "Congrats, congrats on graduation!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. And also, uh, they said "pow," and then Dirty Mike sixty nine said, "The boys." <laughs> <laughs> That's quite. Like, that's quite the <laughs> username, yeah. So, how how did you get uh, going with stills and stuff?
1: Um, my dad was like an amateur photographer. Okay, he was always a camera around, and like he had video cameras, camcorders, and stuff too. Um, so like amateur stuff, still amateur in terms of like, um. I mean, I've been, I've been paid for photo shoots, I've been paid for photography, but I, I wouldn't say it's my full-time, never really been like a full-time bread maker, but, um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think since I was a kid would be fair to say, but seriously shooting stills and like owning a DSLR and doing a little bit more, taking it a little bit more seriously, probably do in the last four years, five years at most. It's still kind of like new. And the best thing for me is um, getting to a point with it when you're confident with your abilities, but also realizing like the more you learn, the more detailed stuff there is that you find out about that you don't know that yeah. you have to learn more of. <laughs> so it's just like constant, nonstop. But um, you have to really like Yeah, scratch away at the surface at the beginning and like really uh, yeah that's kind of what I've been doing the last few years I'd say scratching away at the surface.
0: Yeah I kind of feel like there's never ending learning when you start going down the rabbit hole with like any hobby but um, I mean with Mm -hmm. photography it's just like it's such slippery slope depending on what you want to get into Um, because you start with one thing and then you end up wondering why you have no money and all of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Everything is like ridiculously expensive, <laughs>
0: but it keeps it interesting. Yeah. So what, what was the, the film camera that got you, uh, got you going originally?
1: Um, the one I remember a lot is my dad had a Pentax zoom, like, point and shoot, 35 mil, and then I ended up buying a Zoom 90, some similar one, Zoom 90 WR, I think it's like a weather resistant, has like the little like um, funny remote thing that slides in and out of the side, oh, it's a little cool. uh, IR remote for like auto, uh, it's kind of gimmicky, but um, I kind of got that sort of trying to um, reconnect with that camera, I guess, <laughs> I played with a lot as a kid. Um, but my first 35 mil that I bought was a Pentax Emmy, um, Aperture Priority, um, 35 mil, it's like super tiny. A girl recommended it from Bo Photo. Um, she's really nice.
0: Was and that, uh, Nicole?
1: I don't think so. I, I don't remember her name, though. I have well, to admit. All the um, folks at Bo are really friendly. Definitely. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. But yeah, they're, they're really nice there. Um, and I still have that camera. Um, bought a bunch of different Pentaxes after that and some Canons. Lots of like, I like SLRs. Still have never owned a rangefinder. But um, yeah, Pentax Emmy definitely was the first one for me.
0: That's awesome. Um, what's been some of your favorite stuff to shoot?
1: Um. I mean, portraits. Portraits are always nice, always interesting. Um, but cars. I like any hunk of metal that's got cool texture or um, cool colors or lines. Um, yeah, I'd say definitely cars is a big thing for me. Um, and my parents actually uh, requested like a landscape a while ago, like a print. So I've been kind of on the, on the hunt for a good print. So I've been doing a lot of landscape, but haven't done any like super serious scanning yet. Um, so that's coming for me. I'm really excited because I haven't done anything beyond like the 16 by 20 before.
0: Um, that's pretty cool. I, I definitely noticed in, in the sample uh, photos you sent over that um, the, some of the colors are phenomenal, but I like the mood in some of them, like especially that um, the green porch one that almost looks like haunted. Like uh, where, where did you yeah. find that? Like what's, what's the story behind that one?
1: Uh, um, So that's awesome that you say that. And thanks because um, horror genre is something that I, was terrified of (laughs) as a kid and then um, grew more and more in love with it as an adult and and then even more so as like from like a filmmaking perspective as I started to learn more about filmmaking and visual storytelling and like sound in cinema and just like horror is really 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 cool Um, so that was actually downtown and I was just walking around sometimes I'll just I feel like guilty for no reason sometimes when I'm walking around with my camera because I like have like kind of big camera bag and um medium format camera and like a tripod and sometimes I just feel like sketchy <laughs> like a paranoid kind of anyways that was downtown I think near um uh Rob just off of Robson it was like all these like big high rises and then just that like really weird house and then like the weird different color temperature lighting and stuff love the color and so um that was on sticks and probably like i don't i don't remember i stopped writing stuff down but i do always when it's nighttime photography and it's a still subject um, which is one of my favorite ways to shoot uh it's always a cable release on a steady base and then Whenever I'm metering, I usually give it the whole, and after a certain point, there's double the time for
0: reciprocity and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Loss of sensitivity. So, um, it's always fun to see how those turn out, too, because some of that is probably color shifting. Um, and then I'll correct what I want and sort of get weird tones out of it. and
0: I just, I really liked how moody it looks because it looks like something out of like a 60s horror or something like that.
1: Yeah, so that actually, so one of the things I'm trying to like keep in mind with any of the medium format stuff is because one day when I can afford it, I want to get like really, really high-res drum scans or something like spend the money uh, if I can uh, and get something really crazy out of a print and I want to do something really large and I really want to make sure those feel like environments that you can step into when you're like viewing it instead of just, um, what I typically end up doing is anyway, yeah, that's one thing that I am always trying to kind of be mindful of. of that.
0: Yeah. I also noticed, uh, your black and whites are great too. Um, But I was drawn a bit more to the color, so I I picked uh, mostly color um, out of the samples you sent me. But um, the one black and white that I really liked was that, like, faceless portrait that almost looks like if the grudge, like, cleaned up a little bit, and it's, like, sitting in, like, a school photo or something.
1: Yeah, totally. No, that was was a friend, um, a classmate, uh, Caitlin, and... uh, I started to put her hair above her and she just did it. It was nice. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just fun studio stuff that we got to do in playtime at school, basically.
0: That's pretty cool. So what's been one of the more, like, memorable or fun projects you've worked on so far?
1: Um, Photography-wise, I can't really pick because I haven't really been, like... Commissioned.
0: Oh. Well, well, not There's even really commissions, been, like, but just like, anything. um, things that you've enjoyed doing.
1: Um, anything at nighttime, like that greenhouse photo, which I don't have a name for, but yeah, any, anything like that, just it's alone time. It's therapy time. It's like meditation time. It's, uh, disconnection time, um, reconnection time. It's, practicing time it's like it's everything it's, it, that's why I think I've really really gone like full tilt with photography as like a, a passion um, since it kind of happened um, it gives me a lot I've always been like a hobby thirsty kid and like um, love picking up different hobbies and doing different trying different sports and all that kind of stuff and like has have like energy off the wall sort of thing and then um, yeah it, it, it sort of gives me back enough when I put into it like some things that I put enough I feel like I put enough into you don't get enough back because I'm not maybe not good at that maybe it's like a sign like I oh, don't know this one's not for you um yeah. but I didn't feel that with photography I didn't feel that resistance um I felt just like okay challenge and then learning and then challenge and then learning and challenge it's just it's a good thing so
0: yeah. nice well, as long as you're feeling challenged and, and you're learning something, then that's good because you're you're sort of progressing. But um, yeah, it sounds like. Fun. Is there anything Hopefully. that you're like planning on on working on, or like um, some interesting stuff you've um, had in mind that that um, for skills, um, stills, or or even video, like a, anything that uh, creatively you've been working on. Um.
1: Well, I'm doing some stuff right now for a job, like a day job that is very interesting and I like it a lot. Um, It's not like my own stories and stuff, but for now, I think for like, so since I graduated school, it's kind of just like, I feel like it's time to work and I'm just going to be busy working until I can sort of put together enough to focus on my own passion projects and stuff. But, um, yeah, I think I'm excited to do landscapes. Um, I've been kind of exploring Canada. Like, I checked out, uh, a new province I'd never been to before, uh, this year. And, um, which yeah, province anyways, was that? Where did
0: uh, uh, where, you go off to?
1: Oh, I, I went to, uh, Manitoba, I checked out Winnipeg. Um, it was, it was good, cool, just seeing different environments. And um, it kind of sparked an idea of, of definitely going through the country and, and checking out all the major cities and then checking out rural areas. And I want to get some sort of uh, project going with that. Um, that would be skills for sure, on film for sure. <laughs> and probably a lot of Tri-X 400 and... Um, color, I don't know what I would shoot in that next, but um, I like Portrait 800. I
0: I, I don't I like know Portrait why I always go back to it. Portrait 800 2 is, is it's, a, it's a different formula than the rest of the Portrait too. I, I think someone was saying mm-hmm. that it's like related to the Vision 3 um, cinema stuff. So it's uh, like okay. just a little bit different than the rest of the Portrait. I could be wrong, um, but you know, that's, I think that's why it's a little different, but yeah, the portrait 800 is, is a cool film. I, I like, I've, I've definitely like fucked around with that stuff. Why Winnipeg? What, what drew you to Manitoba out of all of the provinces in our country?
1: Oh, I, I was seeing a friend and also wanted to go somewhere cold and also, I don't know. I just wanted to go. I've always been asked, like, everyone's like, why did you go there? But, um, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's one on a list of many places. I just want to go to all the different provinces. I've only ever hopped around, like, Vancouver. Well, BC. I've been through BC. I came to BC when I was a kid. Um, so I've been through BC. But, um, like, Alberta I haven't seen enough of, and it's right next door. Um, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, everyone says there's nothing to see, but I guarantee there is. Just have to look. Um And then, like yeah, Ontario, I've been to, but want to see more of. So I don't know. I just want to go through all the provinces. It just it was cheap flights. Need somebody. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. No, I, I no 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 like um, shade on on Winnipeg. I actually, like <laughs> I, I used to have to spend a lot of time traveling to different Canadian cities for work, and uh, mm-hmm. I always kind of found Winnipeg interesting like it's it they have a lot of social issues there and there there's a lot of uh, problematic stuff that uh, they need to be working on there but um i always found it an interesting place and um a lot of creatives there too
1: mm. yeah i mean it was really cool seeing like it's just it's just a different i'm always just i'm down for something different if like, it's a different environment it just like gets me mm. Like it helps reset me, sort of, because I'm exploring and it's new and it's not redundant and old and the same thing over and over. So, it's nice. But cool old buildings, man. A lot of cool old buildings and just snow like you don't have it here. If you hate snow, then, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: W- wait, but. so earlier you said you wanted to go somewhere cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Do you enjoy the cold uh-huh. more than regular temperatures or?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't want to be dying of cold, but I like the cold over the extreme heat, I think. And that's the cold good. means no allergies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, I have, I have like, bad, like, summer allergies.
0: <laughs> that's fair. I, I can So I, I can understand that now. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, allergies suck, and then... <laughs> Apparently, did, did you see that there's, like, a weather notice on for, like, this weekend that we're supposed to get into, like, the 30s here in, in like, the lower mainland Vancouver area?
1: Oh, okay. Not my mom mentioned something like that earlier. She's like, it's going to be hot this
0: weekend. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. Okay. Check on your pals if you're in the lower mainland. And, uh, okay. SPF. Everybody. SPF. Or just stay the hell out of the sun. Yeah, stay out of the sun. Be careful if you're going to Best Buy or any other places to get air conditioners. Don't get into, like, you know, riot brawls or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Everyone's going to be on high edge or
0: something. But... Oh, it, was, it was crazy last year. Just even trying to find, like, a fan or something was, like, you know, you, you get to a shop and there'd be, like, one or two left and there'd be, like, a battle to the death with some people. And it's just, like, whatever. It's just a fucking fan. Like, I know I'm hot, but, like, I'm... I don't want to fight you about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it gets crazy. I think there must be like, I don't know, maybe they don't stock it all year and then they just, there's just like no window there. It just, it gets the weather just hits and then now the ACs are available so everyone's going or something like that.
0: But yeah, I think it's I like know. a seasonal thing. Cause I, I don't imagine they sell a lot of air conditioners in like the fall or winter time in, in Canada. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm talking yeah. Home Depot and Canadian tires and stuff at this
0: point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I I totally would recommend <laughs> if you get a chance to um drive across the country. Like it's um it's a hell of a country and it's a <clears> hell of a drive. Like I still have yeah. yet to do the complete drive yet. So I've only done Vancouver to Toronto and I've made it out to Montreal, but I haven't ventured <clears> past <throat> Montreal yet. So I can't say I've been coast to coast yet. I still have a few more provinces to get through.
1: I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Like I want to go to like Nova Scotia, um, never been to Nova Scotia, My cousin out there like doing ceramics and, um, teaching there. I think still, definitely want to go out all the way as well. Drive would be the way to do it for sure. Just a bunch of camera gear (laughs) and like, and a car <laughs> maybe beyond airbnb
0: yeah exactly give yourself lots of time because um canada is a fucking huge country like it's um <laughs> i've done yeah, i've done the vancouver sure. to toronto in like three days but that sucked like i, I wouldn't uh, even uh, take that it sounds, that quick sounds a little non-stop a little bit like there's you stop for sleep, but it's not very long and it's not very good. And be careful if you yeah, end I up do. in Wawa, because um, most people kind of end up there if you don't manage to make it all the way to uh, Thunder Bay, I think it is. Um, the only motel I, I would recommend in Wawa is the Wawa Motor Inn. The Wawa Motor Inn. Wawa Um, is a tiny shithole town in northern Ontario. (laughs) But it's, like, it's right right on the highway, like, right in the, like, Lake Superior area. And um, almost every time I've made the track back and forth, uh, we've ended up in Wawa. And uh, it's, like, Mm, it's inescapable. Like, it's just, there's something about Wawa.
1: (laughs) It's drawing you in. It's, like, Stranger Things, vibes.
0: Exactly, yeah, it's (laughs) kind of, and they do have um, the world, one of the world's largest goose statues there. It's a huge fucking Canada goose. Looks very angry, and... um, Like, like made out of, like, bronze? No, no, it's like someone made it out of, like, wood or some shit like that. It's, like, it's painted to look exactly like a goose. and um, Interesting. Yeah, like, that, that's one thing that's also kind of cool when you drive across Canada is, like, we do still have some of these, like, legacy largest attraction things. And uh, the guest that I had on recently, I think two episodes ago, uh, Henry uh, Robodeau, uh he um, used to study giant things. He called it giant anthropology. And he would go on road trips to like seek out these giant things. So, like, there's like a huge giant egg somewhere in Saskatchewan. Um, there's like a huge, I think it's like a, a moose or something also in Saskatchewan. Uh, there's the giant goose. There's just like all sorts of giant things. They, they, there's a giant crab track somewhere, a uh, crab trap somewhere in the Maritimes. Yeah.
1: This is like all, he just did this across Canada.
0: He went down into the U S as well too. There's a, uh, there used okay. to be a giant Sasquatch that he captured, but it's still in Northern Ontario and it looks even scarier now. Like when he showed me photos of it from like the late seventies, early eighties, it looks sketchy, but like now it looks even sketchier. Mm. Yeah. I mean,
1: Thinking about all these giant things now. I'm sure there's a giant hat somewhere. World's largest like cowboy hat or boots. Absolutely. Or largest pizza. I think I remember seeing something about largest pizza, but I feel like that's not something that sticks around.
0: I mean, it would be hilarious if someone made like a huge, massive like <laughs> paper mache pizza. Like world's largest pizza, and then build a pizza joint inside of it. That would be that'd be a good gimmick. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, uh, I mean, that could be another another project I could I could look forward to doing.
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but, you, you you could uh, you could do a refresh on his research, and you could be uh, <laughs> you could become the second giant anthropologist in North America because I believe so far to date uh, Henry is the only giant anthropologist that exists, maybe in the world. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. He's an interesting cat. He's fun to chat with.
1: Cool. Yeah. Interesting hobby. I can see why he'd want to do it. Let's go traveling.
0: Well, he mostly did it as a way to differentiate himself from other photographers out there because when he was trying to make his, his name as a photographer, um, you know, everyone was trying to do the same things and he's like, I'm going to do something really fucking weird that people will remember me for. And, um, yeah, they definitely like remembered the guy that takes photos of giant things. Um, yeah. you know, even still to this day, he's like in his like late seventies ish somewhere around there, I think. And, uh, he's like, everyone cool. still knows me for those damn giant things.
1: Actually, <laughs> yeah. Realized. I I remember reading like it was like a blog, like a an old blog that I don't know if it was like maintained or not. I mean, it was still there, so I guess someone's still paying for it. Anyways, I wish I had a source, but I'll try to find it. It was like a guy blogging or kind of like reminiscing diary about in like the eighties, I think, or nineties. Him and his buddies like ripping around in pickup trucks and trying to shoot lightning on film. Whoa. Or not Whoa. trying to, but like shooting like lightning, so chasing th- storms and chasing like hurricanes and shit like that, bad thunderstorms. and shooting a lot of it on slide film to have the best.
0: Sort they of were shooting lightning property. on slide film.
1: I think this is like this is how I, what I remember from it. But Jesus. It was an article, and I just thought it was really cool. Kind of think that would be that would make for like a cool. Um, photography based show that only photographers would watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean like I have a tough enough time shooting slide film in like ideal conditions. I couldn't imagine trying to shoot slide film when you're trying to like get a thunderstorm or something like that's, that's wild. Like I've mm-hmm. only ever caught lightning on film once and it was like a total fluke. Uh, lucky accident. It was in Nashville and, uh, there was a crazy storm and I was in like, um, I think it was like 14th or 15th floor of this like motel. And, uh, yeah. the lightning was just like dancing in the valley in front of the hotel that I was in. And I just happened to have like one of those soft, um, lens hoods for my 50 mil on my camera. And so I put mm-hmm. that on the camera and then I was able to like stick it on the glass, so it blocked out all of the light from my room and i could just see like right through the glass and uh, not have any like artifacts coming in from the hotel room and uh right. just kind of cuz i had a bunch of film with me so i just like when i heard like the thunder i just started to, like click, click 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 hoping that i could get like yeah, yeah, a lightning yeah, bolt yeah. and i got a couple of good ones it was really cool
1: nice yeah it's one thing i've never gotten on film is lightning that's that sounds really fun because it, it it is pretty random at that point. You just kind of opening it, hoping it catches it. I guess you could bulb it if you
0: wanted to. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Well, I didn't have a tripod with me because I was traveling, so I was like hand holding mm-hmm. it against the glass. And um, and then like I don't know if you remember this from like when when you're a kid, like counting down the like one one thousand, two one thousand. Like after you hear the mm-hmm. the thunder to like when the lightning's the thunder, gonna come. Yeah. And so it's like right, right. you're trying to time it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just like, okay, what, what's the timing of it like? Because I, I missed a few and I'm like trying to count it out. And it was it was kind of fun. Like if you ever get a chance to try and shoot lightning, um I think you'd have fun with it.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I mean it's gotta happen one of these days, I guess. But that
0: hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it'll it'll come up a bit. So in your professional stuff then, you're doing mostly videography?
1: Um, Yeah, pretty much. Mostly videography. Um, I've done some stills, basically trying to do more of BTS. Mm. Um, BTS stills on uh, on either commercial sets or film sets. Um, But I hear it's kind of a hard gig to get into. So, um, you know, I just got to do more of it, done a tiny bit. Um, that's something that I would love to do professionally in the future. Um, I just really enjoy it because I understand sets and being on a, on a film set. And, um, I think I'm pretty good. I've done event photography and like, um, stuff like that, but a bunch of experience doing that kind of stuff. I love being a fly on the wall and being a fly on the wall in that setting is like kind of challenging because you gotta be quiet and you gotta make sure you're not in things and, <laughs> um, disturbing certain things or areas. Um, yeah, that's something that I really want to do more of. Um, but then day job wise, I'm like AC on a, on a show, you know, um, assisting and see camming. Basically.
0: That sounds pretty cool. Yeah,
1: Pretty, pretty challenging and pretty fun, <laughs> pretty rewarding. It's hard work. It feels good going to bed when you're physically exhausted. Um.
0: (laughs) I I guess the biggest thing is you're enjoying it because there's so many people out there right now that are in like jobs and careers that um, they don't enjoy particularly, but they're doing them because, you know, we got to eat and we got to pay rent and shit.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean,. I feel pretty grateful that I get to to do something um, that I enjoy. I mean, yeah, not everybody has that choice, for sure.
0: Ruthless Run says hi, fellas. I don't know if you you know them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me. So you, um, you said you you're born and raised here in the Lower Mainland, then.
1: No, I was born in Korea.
0: Oh, shit. Then, okay, sorry about that. I missed that.
1: No, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. I was born in Korea. And then um, grew up here. But I moved to when I was three. So pretty much only really know here. I've been back to Korea a bunch. But it's not like... Uh, there is like Roots 5s, but not like, oh, this is my hometown 5s. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's wild. Um. Which, which part of uh, like Korea were you in?
1: I uh, was born in Seoul, and then oh, nice. Um, like my dad's family's majority is like from there and are still kind of there or very close, and then my mom's side is um, originally from Seoul as well, but like pretty early on, they all sort of migrated to the island there's an island on the southern tip of korea of south korea
0: oh, okay um
1: and that's where like my mom's side of the family is that's where like
0: my grandparents are buried um on my mom's side yeah is that
1: family her family's all still there
0: is that down towards like busan then
1: um it's called jeju island
0: oh i've heard of jeju it, island yeah yeah My, my friend Don Young, he um, has a real penchant for Jeju pies. <laughs> oh, okay. Pies? Yeah, it's like his favorite snack or something. <laughs> um, okay. He, he's yeah. a funny cat. I got. You know, I'm just thinking about now, and I, I have to go visit him because I haven't seen him in a while. But he got a, he got all excited because he found out we were born in the same year. So he was like, "Oh, Chingu!" Like, <laughs> 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 nice. And his, yeah, buddy. his wife's um, a little bit of a vegetarian so whenever we hang out I always make sure to take him out for like fried chicken or something because like he misses that <laughs> nice
1: yeah he probably doesn't get any of that but now now there's like so many vegan chicken options so, so I don't know Maybe. yeah
0: there, there's so many great options but like he still misses he's like oh can we get meat <laughs> yeah of course yes. we can go get some He's a funny cat.
1: Yeah, and in Vancouver too. There's just like so much good food, man. It's I've been talking about this like with my coworkers a lot, but yeah, so much good food in, in Vancouver.
0: Yeah, there really is. Like it's, um, I like eating out a lot, and there's a lot of like interesting joints here in Vancouver. Um, ruthless Run says I am the fried chicken king. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like uh, like um, Chinatown has so many like great spots too, and like yeah, we're yeah, um, yeah. we're pretty lucky here in Vancouver. Like I um, yeah, man, I think so. A kick out of it. Um, I, I did get yeah. to spend. Uh, I think we were there for like two weeks. Uh, we were in Seoul uh, for most of it, no, and we really. did like um, two or three nights in Busan. It was when Donghyung was getting married flew out there for their wedding and uh that that was a really interesting experience seeing like the the korean sort of wedding machine at work (laughs) it was kind of wild yeah we went to this like office looking building kind of thing but it was like a marriage building and it was just like all of these floors of like different wedding venues and it was almost like going to like I don't know, McDonald's and you're waiting in line or something. And it's just like, okay, now it's your turn to go get married. and <laughs> like Everyone goes in. And it's like, okay, ceremony over. Go up here for this thing. And it was a really interesting experience.
1: Yeah. I don't remember the last wedding I went to in Korea, but yeah, this is probably pretty intense. <laughs> um, do you see like their like Korean garb, like the traditional wear and stuff?
0: Yeah, it, so we we did probably get,
1: have different setups, right?
0: We did get to see the traditional only because we were like friends or of or like close, closer family kind of thing. So it's like the mm-hmm. regular wedding ceremony was like more of like a North American style, and then when they were moving everyone to go to the reception, while they were getting that all set up, the family went off to this like other room and did the traditional one where they got all dressed up in that stuff, and uh, that was really interesting seeing that ceremony. And then cool. um, we went into this, like, cafeteria hall where there was, I think there was, like, a timer that was, like, counting down, like, how much time we had for the reception before we had to get out for the next reception. It was kind of wild. <laughs> That's funny. But like, it's was a lot of fun, and the food there was, like, fucking deadly. Like, so much good thanks. food there.
1: Yeah, if you stick to, like, the green food stuff, I think you'd probably be doing pretty good, but... I remember having Vietnamese noodles there with my mom and it was like the worst thing I'd ever tasted. I was so depressed. There's like so much shame and also like upsetness from not getting what I wanted to eat at all. Like not even close.
0: I've I've never brutal, heard one talk about having shame about ordering something that goes so bad wrong. Oh.
1: Like, why are you trying this? Then don't even make this. Like it was, and it was packed. Like the place was packed. Merlin, there was not an empty table. It
0: was packed. So I was the only one that thought anything was up. I guess that's kind of messed up. The one thing I really anyway. did about uh, the, of the places we went was there was a lot of like they make you cook your own food thing, but then you actually get excited about cooking your own food, and you're like, "This is amazing! I get to cook my own food!" And they're like, "Ha ha ha! We pay <laughs> like we're getting your money to just <laughs> basically give you raw materials and then do all of the work."
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's different, right? Because like the whole mentality of food like eating out is different there. Like, I mean, tipping is not a thing. Tipping is a thing here, but like the mentality of like, you know, gratuity included beyond Mm -hmm. parties of six, 20%, 25% or you're a jackass. Yeah. Or like whatever. And I'm, I'm I'm not bad mouthing the service industry. I don't want people to come to me about that. (laughs) But like it, I've, I've served before at restaurants, Um, and I've worked in kitchens and I've washed dishes before. So like I have like a little bit of credibility in saying this, but like I do think it's unhealthy, uh, even for like employees in the service industry here to like have this mindset of that because now you're like you're letting your day get ruined by something that doesn't necessarily mean what you think it means if this person tips ten percent or this person tips fifteen percent, especially if you don't know that like if you're not the knowledge that it doesn't exist everywhere. Like this, this idea of expectation.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. I talking think, about this a lot. Like, I think like, they should like, just, like, give them a proper wage so they don't have to rely on living off of tips because like yeah, that's, exactly. that's like, a huge scam right there. Is like, you know, yeah. people that own these establishments where it's, like, oh, instead of paying you a living wage, I'm going to pay you, like, bare minimum and then you have to live off the graciousness of other people. Like, you know, that's... And it was funny, there was a few times where... I wasn't thinking and I just like left extra and I got chased with the money a few times they're like you forgot money <laughs> and they were kind of upset mm-hmm. about it which was kind of interesting and it was also different how like eating there I also noticed was was a lot more like, social and, like, collaborative because, like, you know, you're kind of all sitting around, like, you know, the the barbecue or if you're doing, like, a fried rice joint, you're sitting around, like, a big pan kind of thing and, like, everyone's kind of, like, you know, working and cooking food and it was a lot more fun than, you know, some of the dinners I've had here where it's just, like, you sort of just sit and have, like, idle chit-chat with people and then you're just, like, waiting for your food to show up and (laughs) just so you could get out of there kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's the way that the food's designed to, I do feel like it's changing a little here. There's like lots of like tapas Mm -hmm. sort of idea places. And then obviously COVID threw a massive wrench into that sort of scene. But um, yeah, it's just the way that uh, I feel like North American cuisine is designed sort of. You know, you have your, your plate. and
0: Yeah, it's very individual. It's like, no, <laughs> this is my food. No, you get away. Yeah. Like, get your yeah. own food. And it's like, sometimes it's nice to have your own meal, but it's also a lot more fun to, like, share. Like, I, I enjoy, like, communal meals a lot more, um, especially if you're out with, like, a group of people because then you can try a bit of everything. You can get some different stuff in there. And mm. I don't know, just it – I kind of find those – outings um more engaging than like a, like a traditional kind of meal um i could also yeah. be oh, yeah. crazy
1: i think so too i mean every now and then i you know, don't mind going to outback steakhouse or something but <laughs> yeah
0: i mean who doesn't love a blooming onion <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly I, I I won't lie. I, I get curious about those places too sometimes, and I've been thinking um, I need to go make like my like once every couple of decade trip to the old spaghetti factory and <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. get some spumoni or something. Yeah, gotta get the yeah. spumoni. <laughs> oh yeah, it's For been sure. a while. So what what would yeah, be man. one of your favorite joints in Vancouver that like you? if pe- friends were visiting you'd recommend or you'd want to like take him to like what's what, a couple of your go-to joints?
1: Um, used to go a lot to Chinatown. I live like, I live back out in Langley now, so I don't go out and Van as often, but um, Chinatown a lot for sure. There's a diamond bar. That place has really good cocktails. Yeah, the, in, in Gastown, Gastown, the
0: Diamond's so good, yeah. The Diamond, yeah. And
1: then they had like that cool like little off-shoot bar thing, like the Elk Room, I think it was called. Yeah. Like a bar within a bar. Oh, um, I used to go to local a lot. That place is, is fun. It's also right in Gastown. Anywhere in Gastown, there's lots of good places.
0: There's so many good spots in Gastown. <laughs>
1: Asian fusion stuff happening. Um, but I was going to say, I saw something recently about a burger place sort of like a modernized looking burger place in Yale town, I think. And then they've got like a hideaway bar. I haven't been there, but I wanted to go. I want to know more about that.
0: (laughs) I I haven't heard of that one, but there's an interesting joint at, um, where Mammy Taylor's used to be in Chinatown. that is like, Okay, Georgia. like Yeah, Gore? it's right across Georgia? from Phnom, uh, Phnom Penh. Um,
1: yes. Yeah. My friend used to live in a building there before it got demoed and ah. rebuilt.
0: Yeah, I know
1: nice. I know that that bar, like right, right beside it, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. so it, it used to be Mammy Taylor's, but now it's some kind of like it looks like a dumpling shop, but then if you ask for the okay. right menu item you go into a secret bar in the back. Oh, okay. And and it's kind of funny That's because, easy, right? like, well, it, it isn't, though, because, like, I sat there one day just watching, like, people come in, and it was hilarious. People are, like, looking at their phones, and they see it's the address, and they're like, hey, like, I'm, I'm here to go to the bar. I'm meeting some friends. And the person at the dumpling bar is like, what bar? We just sell dumplings here. Like, you know, the, these are our only menu options. We do have some beer. Like we we have like a couple of beers and a cider. They're like, no, like I'm supposed to meet my friends at, at this bar. And they're like, No, this is this is just dumplings. And then they like walk away confused and like look at some and they're oh, like hilarious. This is the address my friends sent me. They said they're here. And they're like, No, <laughs> this isn't a bar. <laughs> and then sometimes they have to coach them. They're like, just like doing this. Yeah, they go in circles with it. And then when they're kind of getting tired of the person not getting it, they're like, look at the menu. How many menu items are there? And you ask for the one that's not on the menu. So it's like, I think there's like six or seven menu items. So you ask for like, oh, I want like the number seven or number eight because it's not on the menu. And then they're like, oh, welcome. You can come in now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Who comes up with these things?
0: I don't know but it's hilarious cuz like the the lady I was talking to she's like it's so much fun messing with people cuz like they just they get no, they get so frustrated they're like no this is the place and they're like I don't know I don't <laughs> know man like do you want some dumplings we got dumplings they're good
1: <laughs> That's hilarious they're just
0: trolling everyone that doesn't really know That's a great troll yeah Likely's kind of nice though right I've never actually spent a ton of time it's in Langley. <laughs> it's fine. Um,
1: <laughs> never fine. If you say that, um, yeah, man, it's, I don't know. I grew up in Langley and I spent like eight or eight or the odd nine years, I think in Van. Um, but my childhood was in Langley. So it's like, it's very pleasant. Phil mixed with a lot of fifties cars mm. mixed with, um, like the odd Trump supporter, and mixed with, you know, old sort of suburbs. I don't know. It's nice and it's relatively quiet. I always, one thing that, like, it sounds so small, but it's not at all, is just driving in Langley compared to driving in the city. And, like, God bless Langley. If you drive a car because
0: is it's not just, crazy like, you can like park that?
1: anywhere mm. there's no pay parking anywhere like <laughs> there's room you don't have to like plan ahead and stuff like that based on what you do. like it's easier to walk in vancouver right or bike than it is to drive because mm-hmm. you just get absolutely skewered for parking did you know that did you know that it's dollars an hour right now to park on those meters along broadway and like can be what like where all that construction is kind of like by like the cactus club and like henry's photos right there oh, i think just... it's i think it was 12 dollars an hour
0: that's ruthless
1: for meter parking yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just i had to <laughs> Well, I've noticed that in some places, so it's like I I was a few minutes late getting the chat going because I had to move my car from one place to another because the studio that I usually broadcast out of um, Vancouver Mural Fest has um, seconded our parking lot for a party that they're throwing, so we have no parking right now until maybe later this month, so we're having to do street parking. And there's like a really fucking expensive private lot right behind the motel, or you can try and find street parking, but the street parking has a two-hour limit, so you have to like fucking play the move your car around dance. And
1: uh, yeah, it's the worst man.
0: I uh, hate, but at least it was only like two bucks for out here. But then I've noticed sometimes when I go to Rocket Repro, the parking meters around there are like six fifty an hour or something. It's just like. Why? Yeah. That's kind of an
1: expensive area too. Got them plus Rocket Repro though.
0: Oh they're great. I I, I like those guys. I love those guys.
1: Love those guys.
0: When I Dude, don't send my film bet. Yeah, when I don't send my film to Toronto for a downtown camera, I usually use Rocket Repro. Nice. Yeah, I have a bag
1: of film right now that's slowly growing. I need to get to Rocket Repro. <laughs> nice. Those guys are awesome. I think they're they're prints. Are just like the best. I don't really know what secret sauce, but it's, I don't know. You can get print, in my opinion, for like 35 millimeter prints. And they do everything, right? They do larger prints, they do like fine art paper and like um, canvas stuff and all that. Like different, different printing uh, mediums and stuff. But yeah, 35 mil, they're like the colors are just the best. All these options. Martin's a nice guy. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. yeah, I haven't used them for prints yet, but that's definitely something I've got to do soon. Oh, man. yeah. They're... Like,
1: yeah, that's something that I really look forward to when I develop my film, especially for 35mm. Um, it's just getting my rocket repro prints. <laughs> <laughs> They're the bomb. Um, it's kind of far, but. We'll go there Because I could go to like London Drugs or something And get You know Just develop And scan them myself But
0: Definitely worth going on Yeah but London um, Drugs Also is kind of Disappointing these days hmm? it, London Drugs Has kind of become A bit disappointing These days for stuff They just They don't They don't uh, focus as much On the film stuff As they used to
1: Yeah I noticed uh, Couldn't find any film Out of London Drugs Recently um it was like in the interior. They didn't have what I was
0: looking for. But the um, one in Kamloops has uh has an okay selection of film.
1: Oh, do you do you know any like good places for like just photography stuff and film in general in the interior? I'm like spending a lot of time up there recently. Which, which part of like, the interior? I don't know, like Kamloops area and stuff like that.
0: Um, Well, Kamloops, probably the best spot to get film there, ironically, is London Drugs. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, Like, every time I've gone there to pick up stuff, like, when when I'm visiting, like, family or whatever, and I want to pick up something for my niece or nephew, um, I popped in, and they they have an okay selection of film. Like, they've got a bunch of Ilford there, a little bit of Kodak. Mm -hmm. Um, They even have, like, some of the Ilford... Um, reusable and disposable cameras too, which was a bit surprising. Um, oh yeah, looks funky. And some Polaroid there too. So, London Drugs, I th- I think they're the only film one there. And uh, hmm. I, I haven't spent time in Cologne in a long time, so I'm not sure what would be out there. You could also try, like, I don't think he carries much fresh film, but you can, um, find like if you're looking for camera parts or anything, if you're in Camloops, uh, there's Enman's camera in the North shore and John Enman is, uh, the proprietor there and, uh, he's a really great guy. Um, he's been, I, have been talking to him since I first started getting into, uh, photography stuff like way, way back in the day. So. Uh, you can sometimes catch him down here in Vancouver, too. He comes down regularly to uh, the camera shows that happen down here.
1: Okay, like the Richmond Swap?
0: Yeah, he was at the Richmond Swap, and then he does that one that Taunchi does twice a year at the Ukrainian Cultural Center.
1: Oh, okay, that's not, not the same thing, I guess. But.
0: Yeah, it's two different ones. Uh, so Taunchi does the ones at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. And then I think the guy that does the Richmond ones, like Big Dan or something like that. Okay. He always wears, like, coveralls. He's like a big Asian dude in coveralls. And it always makes me imagine if they, like, did, like, real-life Super Mario Brothers. But, like...
1: <laughs> like... Like I'm a farmer coveralls? Or, like, I'm a bug-spraying hazard suit coveralls?
0: Bug spraying like hazard suit, kind of like the <laughs> are those overalls. I, I can't, I always get those mixed up coveralls and overalls. That but...
1: no, no, those are those are coveralls. Overalls yeah. are the farmer ones.
0: Yeah, he's a funny guy, he's, he's really nice. Speaking of really nice, nice guys, Tim Ryugu just joined us from uh Kodak. What's up, Tim? Hi, Tim <laughs> Min here is a. Huge lover of Trix and Portra 800, and uh, he loves using them <laughs> on his film projects. You know, if if you ever have yeah. someone that needs to test stuff out, you should uh, you should hit him up, Tim.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't hate that at all. No. <laughs> Definitely shoot a lot of Kodak. <laughs> no.
0: it, it's one of my favorite. I, I like Kodak too. I have a big soft spot for them. When I'm not shooting Polaroid, it's usually Kodak.
1: So, yeah, I've seen some of your Polaroid stuff, Merlin. It's really dope. I think Thanks. Man. I've never really shot Polaroids, but yeah, it's cool.
0: We can do that stuff. Well, if you're around in Vancouver this weekend, and this is an open invitation for anyone, the Vancouver Mural Fest is having the grand opening of the City Centre Lodge, which is where my studio is at twenty one eleven or. Yeah, twenty one eleven Main Street, Vancouver, across from Cardam's Donuts. And so Saturday and Sunday we're having open studios and a bunch of stuff going on. And uh, I'm going to be doing uh, pack film portraits on my four by five with one of those like laser background high school portrait things. <laughs> so that will be kind cool. of funny thing. So yeah, nice. if if you're uh, if you're looking for something to do on the weekend. Come on down to the City Center uh, Artist Lodge.
1: Yeah, I should go. I, I, would, I wish I could go. I'm going to camp in this weekend. but.
0: Um, dang. <laughs> that no really fun. And Tim says to DM him, so you, sh- you should send Tim a message. Give him a follow and send him a message. Right on, Tim. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. But I remembered you had a hard stop for six, so... Um, just want to throw, was there um, any last sort of sentiments, comments, things you'd like to say to anyone before uh, we wrap up here?
1: Um, no, thanks for having me on. I was just looking forward to kind of getting to chat with you, to be honest. Like we kind of <laughs> started talking a while ago and never had a chance to kind of properly link up and, and chat. So, um, yeah, I mean, watch Merlin's shows and, <laughs> um, Follow me if you want, but um, not posting a ton lately. Um, I am still shooting quite a bit of film, but my rate of scanning has slowed down considerably. Um, I'm usually working. Uh, I, I work away from home right now, so not home a ton. But yeah. Well, I'm, for me, really. I'm glad we're able to
0: connect because, yeah, we did talk about maybe doing like a photo walk or something sometime too. Still totally open to that. So when work gets less busy, yeah, yeah, know and uh, we can catch up
1: for sure. Yeah, that sounds really good. Let's do
0: that. Cool, man. Well, thanks for popping in. I'm going to have uh, Mr. Yeah, Mocha walk us out here. Um, and again, it was great. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, Next week, we're going to have Ryan Ackerberg on here. Um, Looking forward to chatting with him. And, uh, you know, have a good week out there, everyone. Hope you stay safe. And uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers, man.